my first introduction to his work was when I went to dinner at a restaurant here in Barcelona called Boca Grande. And the friend I was eating with said, you have to go to the bathroom. It's amazing. And that just sounded so weird. But I went and the bathroom was truly amazing. It was this beautiful room with different textures, tiles, colors, mirrors, art on the walls. From that moment, I just became a fan of this man's work. Welcome once again to the Metropolitan Culture Corner, where we let you in on one-on-one -on -one conversations with some of these spectacularly talented creative professionals who form a part not only of the local community, but also of the international art, music, and culture scene. This month is particularly special to me because I have been a fan of this man's work for years. This month, I interview Lacero Rosa Violan, whose work is so well known in the world of interior design and architecture that the phrase to do a Lacero has actually been coined. Imagine that. This phrase refers to the fact that he has essentially pioneered the iconic vintage meets industrial look that has become insanely popular. Lazaro was born in Tangier but grew up between Barcelona, Madrid, and Bilbao. He was already studying painting formally by the age of eight, later got a degree in architecture and specialized in interior architecture because at the time, he said no one in Spain was focusing on that kind of thing and he found it fascinating. He made his living as a painter in the meantime, traveling between London and Paris until his brother asked him to renovate a restaurant on the island of Formentera. And that was kind of the beginning of the beginning, so to speak, because from there, Lazaro went on to design interiors for hotels, restaurants, retail chains, all kinds of other projects with locations around Europe, Asia, Africa, North America, South America. His work is truly unique. It is incredibly detail-oriented. And through his philosophy of creating atmospheres as opposed to simply decorating, he has literally revolutionized the world of interior architecture and design. Thank you, Lazaro. In advance, let's go. There's a lot of reflection behind the proposal that we do. It's a lot of attention to the details that people may not realize at the first sight. You know? Our project is our little babies. You know? La gente no sabe hasta qué punto llegamos a crear un mundo muy diferente en cada proyecto. Intentamos que, aunque haya una filosofía de trabajo detrás de todos nuestros proyectos, cada uno siempre es diferente. Siempre hay un esfuerzo grandísimo en, en no repetir recursos, en que uno no se parezca a otro en prácticamente nada, en mirar hasta el último punto de los espacios que hacemos. We are not just focusing what you see, we are focusing everything, what you feel, the, the quality of sound, of lighting, smell, detallistas, ¿no? I know today's been a really crazy day for you, so thank you for taking the time to sit down and talk to me. What a, what a time, no? Well, that's actually one of the things that I was going to ask you in the interview, is if the pandemic has affected your projects at all. It's affecting in the way of work, you know, in our methodology. Everything is working, but we are surrounded about a lot of clients, or companies that we understand the situation. And we, we don't know, it's something and nobody knows, no? Yeah, exactly. We're working a lot. Uh, the thing is, we don't have uh, this personal touch, you know? Yeah. So ask me about the COVID at the end of the interview. I will, I will. <laughs> okay. Right. Well, my first question, which is not exactly a professional question, but where are your dogs? Because they are so beautiful. Are they with you? My dogs are in the coast. We have a fish in my house in Costa Brava. 
and we are keeping the and it's a very strange situation but uh, I prefer to, to yeah. keep that in a safe place yeah and I have to be very focused in the studio in maintain all the rhythm of the team and they need a lot of attention they are stars yes. <laughs> but they should be here in my background I guess let me start at the beginning because now people have seen your work everywhere no but at one point you were a young kid studying painting and architecture so was there any particular artist or teacher or people in general who inspired you and made you think this is what i want to do with my life or was it more organic i think it's not anyone in particular i'm catalan but i was born in in africa but then i grew up in Bilbao. i'm a very extravagant <laughs> family situation. I grew up in Bilbao during the great times of the industrial development of the city. I would say that it was the golden time of Bilbao. And it was the time of the, all these industrial big families. They have a very good taste. They, they made a lot of incredible houses. We were lucky to arrive to Bilbao and to live in one of these beautiful houses in the coast of Bilbao. And they are surrounded by incredible villas and stunning landscapes. When I show interest and talent in, in drawing and painting, my parents took me to a painting academy, but it was needed by the manager of the Fine Arts University in Bilbao. It was called Marina Sainz de Rosa. She was an incredible painter, an incredible woman. That took me uh, like her youngest puppet. No? Mm -hmm. So uh, she passed away suddenly and the school transferred me to the university of fine arts at the age of eight in my and he said why that one we could take to that uh, academy that one could go to the university but what do we do with this child because he was eight so they decided to take me to the university like a visitor you know so i was there for five years and i decided to study two careers uh, arts and architecture I think that this, all this situation of living in Bilbao, surrounded by this atmosphere and this incredible woman, they take me where, where I am. I was so clear that I want to, to make what I'm doing right now. Also, you've said publicly many times that the Italian artist and architect Gio Ponti is someone who you really admire. So what is it about work like his that attracts you? His global coherence into his entire world. He was able to make more interpretation of the design of his time. There is something deeply Mediterranean in his artistic approach that I feel we both share. His vision about the Mediterranean is what we share. I love him. For me, he's the most complete designer architect in history. For me, it's very particular. Your approach is also extremely <laughs> particular, extremely recognizable, no? This kind of eclectic industrial plus Baroque with a lot of textures, a lot of glass lots of attention to detail with a lot of influence from the Mediterranean kind of atmosphere, no? It seems like an extremely logical combination now, if we see it in your work, but you had to think that up first. You had to discover this idea in your head before. So what is it that made you want to combine these elements together for the first time? I started coming from a painting background. I think that I have this uh, vision. I look at spaces like the background of a painting. Mm -hmm. So in that moment that I was beginning to work architectural interior design, all this world was following very strict rules. So I thought that I could design in a different way, given my, my different background. This was the painting background, you know? I don't see the spaces like just on the space. It's very abstract. I don't know how to define it. And I always was interested 
curiosities, cabinets, and museums. These kind of places where they are combining together a lot of different things. On top of that, when I started my career, there was a lot of waste coming from the old industrial company that was disappeared in Barcelona. I was a beginner. I had no resources. I had no client I wanted to pay. So I said, why not? Another point of view, no? And I began to use this kind of business and it was really successful. But in parallel of the interest of this kind of business by the public. So now it's very popular. It was a kind of business that it disappeared in Barcelona. 15 years ago, we had a, it was called Urbana. Huge space. There were a lot of pieces that they were coming from former banks, from former stores, antiques. And now all this disappeared because there was a lot of interest by Italian and French people and they bought everything. Now that these businesses are gone and these resources aren't available anymore, where do you go to find the materials for your work now? I'm always looking for. Wherever I go, I find things. Where are you from? I'm from Chicago, as they say here, originally. We are working in Chicago right now. Yes. We made Latin City, a huge food court, uh, in a Latin way, eight years ago. Okay. It opened, and it was the seed, the seed of the next food court that we made all over the world. Like, uh, you know, Nacional and all these places that we designed. This was the first one. Now we are working for Jose Andres, the cook. Oh, really? Wow, that's a good example of one of my questions was how does your client's vision impact the design as well as the culture of the city where you're working? I mean, all of that has to have some kind of impact. So how does that affect your vision for your specific project? The clients are the clients, always. We always try to make as much as possible a customized design for them. A mix between our experience and the, my client's desires is tradition for us. No, but it depends on the project. But I'm always aware about the wishes of the client and listen to them. I always say that she's like a tailor that needs to know first what the client wants. Only a few times and completely free and very, very, very few times. Do whatever you want, it never happens. <laughs> it never happens. It's normally it's a collaborative work. Speaking of collaborations, there are times I know when you are overseeing multiple projects, you know, but you have this production team with all these people. How do you manage to preserve the original vision that you have if you have to delegate and if you have all these projects going on at the same time? I think that for me, it's fundamental, it's fundamental to teach and to share with my team all the things that I like, even the things that I don't like. They need to understand exactly the taste of the, the studio. My work is like a, like a film director who gives instructions to the cast and they add their talent, you know, but always acting at the same page than me. Is it different working with the people in New York, for example, versus Barcelona or no? The methodology of work is the same in both places for me, but the environment is different. Maybe we pay attention to different aspects of the project in every different place, but the way of working basically is the same. But it's funny because uh, a lot of people ask me, why don't you open a, a real office in Manhattan, one in New York? I always say that I don't want to lose this feeling when I'm in New York, that I'm in holiday, so that I'm enjoying the city. We, we work a lot right now in the state, but we are managing from, from Barcelona. The day that I have an office in Manhattan, I will be lose. I will lose my attraction to, to the city. So Barcelona is the place that really inspires you and feels like your home then? Yeah, yes, Barcelona. I love to be here. It's my city. When 
and I decided to come to Barcelona. I, I didn't live uh, in Barcelona till the day that I had to move all my things to New York. So I was trying to move to New York. And I came here to cut the contract of a house that I was renting here. And when I was landing, it was like six in the morning. So I saw Barcelona from the, from the air. Mm -hmm. I think it was like an Almodovar movie, you know? I don't know what, what happened, something magic. And, and when I arrived, I called to New York and said, listen, I, I'm going to go. This is my love story with Barcelona. That's beautiful, though. That's really amazing. Speaking of your Catalan roots, your first project was when your brother asked you to do his restaurant in Formentera, no? What was that like to just go from, you know, painting and then suddenly, look, do my restaurant? What was that experience like? What did that teach you? Well, it was, well, it was my first public job. Okay. Uh, uh, show me how to look for resources. Formentera is an incredible, beautiful, tiny island. And I tried to be coherent and captain this sense of the style of the island and transform it into a unique place. First of all, it was the first restaurant in the island in that time. It was a little hippie place. I decided to keep some uh, Mediterranean flavors and and local aspects and mix all together with new colors and textures with natural fevers and a natural atmosphere. Now it's very, very usual that in that time, that was the time of a uh, Philip Stark with this uh, plastic and colored lighting. It was something very surprising. You know? And well, it was very successful. After that, I think that a lot of places in the island changed the feeling of the places. They made more natural and organic. A lot of people copy things you've done a lot of people copy your style so are you one of these artists that is happy about that or are you annoyed <laughs> i'm feeling bad for my clients you know because uh really we made a study we decided something for someone and when the next door they tried to make something similar i don't know it's a lack of respect it was made for the client not for me people say that oh, you should be very proud that people is copying you i don't know i don't think so when I go to places, I, I want to be surprised. I want to be excited about the words of the other people. So I don't want to see sort of revamping of something that we made. All right, so this is going to be maybe a difficult question, but if someone asked you, what's the part you love the most about your work, what would you say? <laughs> oh my God, the dinners, the copter. <laughs> no, I, I really enjoy a lot when we, we see that everything was working and all this part I love. The process, I love as well. Very difficult uh, project. And I know it was a joke, but you were talking about the dinners. You like to cook, right? You like to cook for lots of big group of people. So is that relaxing or is that like more work <laughs> for you? I love to cook for a lot of people. I can't cook for two. Why? I think because I'm the oldest of seven brothers and sisters and this is my experience. We are a big family and we are always in competition about who is the best to cook. Oh yeah? Thank you so much, Lazaro. Good luck with all your projects in the future. Isn't it just inspiring to know that there are people in the world who are doing such cool things? I mean, I love it. I'm such a big fan of what Lazaro does. And then here I am getting to hear about his experience, about his process, about his thoughts on his selection of the different materials he uses. I mean, this is just un lujo, as they say in Spanish, no? I love that you guys are watching these conversations. I love that you get to learn this along with me, learning about the incredible professionals who have chosen to make their home in our beautiful city, as opposed to anywhere else in the entire world. That's very special. Tune in next month to the Metropolitan Culture Corner. And remember that if there's anyone that you particularly would like to know about, that if there's a, an artist, 
a director, a dancer, an author, a poet, and you think he, she, they would be a good fit for the Metropolitan Culture Corner, you can always contact us via social media or the Metropolitan website, or leave a comment down below here in YouTube and let us know. See you next month. Take care.